Welcome to episode two, where we're going to be talking about... Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> <laughs> you, I've heard you say that like multiple times. It's from Pitch Perfect. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this, is what, this is before the podcast. She was singing this song sometimes. <laughs> it's catchy. Yeah, we... I definitely think when you're being romantic and you want to have sex, you got to have fun too and, and laugh. I think that's like a big part of it. I would like to preface this episode by saying that sex and intimacy are not mutually exclusive. You can have sex and not have intimacy and you can have intimacy without having sex because intimacy means to know and be fully known so, like, I can have an intimate conversation with my best friend. Uh-huh. Um, and I can have an intimate conversation with you. You know? Like, you can have intimacy without... Would you say the intimacy you have with a friend and with your husband or spouse is different? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I'm just <laughs> making sure there's a clear line here. <laughs> it is. I mean, well, when you have... In a marriage, when you have sex and intimacy, I think that's how God designed it. Because, yeah. like, you're, no one is going to know you better than your spouse. Like, you have the power to hurt me more than anybody in my life. You know, my closest friend could say something really hurtful to me, and it wouldn't hurt as much as you saying something really hurtful to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's definitely... And vice versa. Different dynamics with different people. Yeah. And with your husband and wife. Or if some people are, like, single and, you know, have a boyfriend or they're mm -hmm. engaged. You're kind of learning that intimacy together. Yeah. You know, and us as Christians, we believe that, you know, we should save or having sex before, not after you get married. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm flipping it around. No, we, we wait. <laughs> yeah, you... Our preference and our beliefs is that we wait until yeah. we get married to have sex. Which, you know, we're not all perfect at. I know I, like, I wasn't a virgin when we got married. Yeah, I was gonna, I was thinking about maybe sharing our, I mean, you don't have to go to details and everything. Oh, I don't but care. but you just share your experience with sex in general and then mine. Mm -hmm. And then we'll share, like, how our experiences were together now okay. being married. Yeah. How do you think, what do you think about that? I like that. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, we don't need to mention names or nothing like oh, that. Oh, I do not care throwing him under the bus. <laughs> or but them. I don't want to do that, though. Don't okay, do that. okay. I'm sorry. Um, the goal is for the... <laughs> what you experienced. I know. I was just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Okay, so my experience with sex was very, uh... Like um, how far does it go back? Well, I mean, I guess I could share the whole thing. So, pretty much... Just try much, to make it super long. <laughs> Maybe. I'll try. Yeah. Um, we're on a limited amount of time yeah. here. <laughs> um, so, uh, in a nutshell, I was raised in a Christian home. My parents were very conservative... Um, we, you know, we went to church, we read our Bibles, um, and I asked the Lord into my heart when I was two. Um, I remember it very clearly. Um, and 
so I, I had a solid relationship with Jesus, you know, um, and, but when I was, I think like 11 or so, um, our school was talking about like human anatomy and, uh, it was like something to do with our bio, like biology stuff, um, or like our science class. They didn't call it biology, but it was like our science class and we were learning about human anatomy and, and somebody had brought up sex. Um, I don't remember who it was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't my teacher. I think that'd be pretty weird for my teacher to bring up sex, but, um, <laughs> but I, it was probably someone in class and that was like a taboo word in my household. You know, we did not talk about it. If there was a scene in a movie, we would fast forward it or my parents would have me leave the room. Like it was very like, we do not talk about sex. Um, so I, I felt like I was going to get in trouble if I asked about it. Um, and so I went home that day and my parents, they ran a storage company. So our apartment was above the office building. Um, and so I was like home alone, um, kind of, I was just upstairs, but I was by yourself, by myself. And we had our family computer, you know, out in the living room and <laughs> out in the middle of everything. Well, I was just innocently like yeah. literally just went on to Google. And, um, back in those days we had the glorious dial up. Um, I actually didn't know what Wi-Fi was. Side note, I didn't know what Wi-Fi was until like I was a junior in high school. Mm. <laughs> no, I was like Wi-Fi. What is that? And then my friend introduced it to me, and I was like, "You can use the internet anywhere in your house." <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that's that's not a good thing. Now you're like a teenager with Wi-Fi in your room. I know. Oh my it's even that's, worse. That's now. a dangerous thing. It's even worse now. <laughs> yeah. So, um. So I'm, you know, on our family computer and, um, I just typed sex into the, um, into the search bar on Google and I clicked on the first website. It was totally an innocence and it was a porn site and I like totally got addicted to porn, like fully. And my dad found the search, um, the search Did it history. happen that quick? It like, was just like the first time you watched it. Now you're hooked on it. It was like pretty, yeah. Okay. It was like it was pretty, pretty quick on the draw. Um, Were but, you just watching at first? Yeah. And then how does? Okay, go ahead. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Oh, let's keep going. Did you do a whole podcast on this or what? <laughs> well, we'll connect it all together. Okay. Um. So, I got introduced to pornography. My dad found the search history. And totally shamed me. I mean, I got, like, screamed at by him. And that made me feel like I wasn't safe to you go. you get, like, actually spanked or something? Oh, yeah. Or? Like, okay. I got, like... My dad was very... Disciplined. Uh, I got disciplined. Old school. <laughs> Old school style. <laughs> um, 90s kids style. Uh, so I just didn't feel safe to talk to, you know, talk to anybody about it. I mean, you hear, like... You know, in church, it was all all over youth group. So fast forward, I'm in high school now. Totally watching porn after school, like, almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very secretive, right? Oh, like, totally secretive. Yeah. Nobody knew. Yeah. I wouldn't tell anybody. Because at church, you hear, oh, well, sex is bad. Don't have sex. Yeah. And, um, 
or you know if like I don't know it was just like a weird or like just wait till you're married uh, it was just a weird culture like everybody was saying hey don't have sex but nobody was saying why why wait nobody explained it and um and so yeah so I just kind of like went through my my life with this hidden sin and um did you have shame around it yeah. well obviously if you're hiding it right well, Satan uh, works in isolation. Yeah. And, you know, I had never had a boyfriend before either. So, yeah. so you're hearing other people yeah. at that time. So fast forward again, I'm 18. I'm starting to go to this college group. And there's this boy and he was my first boyfriend. It was so unhealthy. Um, he like proposed to me on Valentine's Day, like a month after we started dating um, and then broke up with me two weeks later on my birthday over the phone because I wanted accountability in our relationship with our pastor and he felt like he was dating me and my pastor and that's why he broke up with me. And, um, and then, so I'm like hurt, right? Oh, cause then he proceeds to kiss me a week after he breaks up with me and just like, and then just leaves and then is like, I don't know. He just gives this lame excuse as to why he like doesn't want to be with me. Like drops me off on the side of the road after I tell him because he gave me this ring that said, "I am my beloved, and my beloved is mine." Right from um, Song of Songs, and I was like, "I can't wear this. Like, I need to give this back to you. Like, we're like you broke up with me, so I need to like move on with my life." And he's like, "Well, no, I still want you to wear it." It was so unhealthy, guys. So unhealthy. Uh, so then I'm thinking, like, my association with anything like that is... Intimacy. Intimacy right. is, I'm going to get taken advantage of. I'm going to get used. And yeah. then there was this other guy that I had known for a few years. And I knew that he liked me. And truthfully, looking back on both of those relationships, I never liked them. I was never, like... I never had deep feelings for them. I liked that they liked me. My dad never really gave me a lot of affirmation growing up. It was very like... Um, You're figuring it out. It was very like performance-based was the love that I would receive. And so that was all I knew. Um, and so it was pretty much just like... So I started dating this other guy like three months after the first guy breaks up with me. And that relationship was, um, it was the first time I had ever had sex. Mm -hmm. I was talked into it, um, by him. I kept, you know, telling him, no, so I don't you, like wanna... pressured almost or peer pressure. I really kept telling him like, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to do this. And he was like, no, it's fine. Like as he's unbuttoning my pants. Yeah. So it was like kind of pressure and quick. I mean, it was like, like borderline, like sexual assault. I would say, because I never said, like, I want to do this. And then I felt so sick after. Yeah. Like, so sick. And then, um, like, I felt like crap. Like, that whole, I stayed with him because I felt like I deserved nothing better. Because the, it started, it turned into physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse. Um, you started, like, just accepting... I started accepting right. my fate. I thought, I this is literally what's going on in my mind. I was like, I had sex before I was married. Now God is punishing me 
that I don't yeah. like I don't deserve anything better than this. Mm-hmm. So the, why like he's beating me because I don't deserve better. Like what goes around comes yeah. around or like, this is I what li- you sow really, this is what you read, I was like right? I'm like laying in the bed that I made. Yeah. And when I finally like I remember it was the first time I ever heard God's voice. And I was looking at myself in the mirror and I literally heard like, well, I didn't hear an audible voice, but I heard him say, this is not my best for you. Mm-hmm. And I ended up like breaking up with that guy. And um, that kind of sets you off this new passion yeah, type of thing. Right? Ended up. Yeah. It was like very, I moved cause I was, I was living with him too. Um, and looking back on it, I'm like, dude, it was like total abuse because he cut me off from my family. He said he was the only one that cared about me. My car broke down. He wouldn't. He wouldn't help me get it fixed and he, I didn't have a job and I was like trying to get a job. He was like, no, I don't want you to get a job. I want to be the one to provide for you. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, it's so stupid. So then you also just let it, let it all kind of happen at the same time, right? I mean, well, when you're in it, like they're telling you all these things like, oh, I'm, I'm there for you. I want to provide It was very for confusing for you at that time, you would say. Yeah. And I was like 19, yeah, you know, young. 18 or 19. Like, I, like, I mean, we're still you know, young, but. I know. But I was, <laughs> we're still, yeah. I was, like, I was really so young. naive, too. Yeah. Um, I ended up, like, uh, I ended up breaking up with him and just, like, totally, like, surrendered my life to Jesus. <laughs> At that point, I was just like, "Eh, I don't like, I don't, I didn't want anybody. I didn't want any men. I didn't want to have a relationship. I was like, all men suck. They're stupid. And they can all go die in a hole. (laughs) Pretty much. Would you say after that point, were you still like watching porn and things like that? Or it was off and on at that point. Like I would go like, you know, like months and then all of a sudden it would like creep up on me and then I would go months or years and it would all of a sudden creep up on me. So you have all this like baggage mm-hmm. of just I don't even know what to call it, like unhealthy intimacy and yeah it was really with, unhealthy intimacy mixed with sex and physical yeah so it's very yeah. like a very skewed like I knew what sex was meant to be yeah but it was really hard when we got married I remember like I would get panic attacks anytime you would touch me mm-hmm. you know. Wait, me? Yeah. Remember when I was getting, like, oh, I like, okay. couldn't, like, you could not touch me? Like. Are you talking about, like, when we got married? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like, like, right in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that Until I, like, until I realized, you know, what I had gone through and, like, really come to terms with it. Like, healing mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Know? But anyway, so okay. there's mine. So now, so now we're married. So now tell your backstory. Okay, yeah, and then we'll. Yeah. Resume at the married part mm-hmm. and then wrap it up. Yeah. I guess yeah. You'd say. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, I'm 30 years old now. Oh, yeah, I'm 27, I, by the way. Yeah, and I think, well, I got at a very young age. I did go through an experience where I had some like sexual abuse mm-hmm. between like my dad and I, and it wasn't like sexual intercourse or anything. But it was pretty, like, as a kid, I don't remember how young I was. I was pretty young. And I had no idea, like, what was going on. Yeah. But I think my dad, like, had me touch him down there. Mm. And my dad at the time was a drug addict. Mm -hmm. He was an alcoholic. So he wasn't all really there. Yeah. 
and like that was hard just to wrap my mind around as I got older because I really didn't even under, even know anything about that, and like we've already I've already brought it up to my dad he didn't even remember, um, and that was like a super traumatic thing for me, and uh, for him too could because. I brought it up way later in age mm-hmm. when I was 21. Mm-hmm. And so he had no idea. Because you got saved when you were 21, yeah. right? And uh, so he broke down, I broke down, you know, and I, I forgave my dad. I forgave him because uh, I felt like God was directing me to to do that, you know. And, and my relationship with my dad is is way better now, and I don't, I don't even judge him on what happened in the past or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a part of my experience, my experience. Yeah. So I share that. I don't want to condemn my dad or anything. You know, I love my dad and, uh, I'm definitely thankful that he's still in my life. So, and God restores, you know, and yeah. heals. So it's not like I'm, I'm a destroyed human being now, even though I am a sinful person though. I still, <laughs> I still sin, you know, but, uh, the grace of God, he, he, he saved me, you know, and he continues to help me. So, but that was one of my first introductions. And then I, as you grow up, you're watching movies. Mm-hmm. You know, parents tell you, close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would always, like, crack my yeah. fingers open, <laughs> you know. And, like, not really just kind of like, oh, what's going on? Like, curious type of thing. And uh, I don't remember really, like, a bunch of friends talking about sex. You know, like, I just wasn't wasn't on my radar as a kid, like a ton, um, mm-hmm. I would say until later in my high or middle school, up to eighth grade is when uh, was when I got introduced to, to porn. Yeah. And uh, at that point, like I had no knowledge of like anatomy or none of that stuff. <laughs> like I, I still like just was so clueless. Yeah. And uh, at that point, like friend showed me like on a PSP if people still remember that like yeah. this was like in the middle of class or something not like with the sound on but he just like I remember he just peeked it around the corner <laughs> under the desk and I was like what is going on you know and yeah I had a PSP and I was like oh I can watch this on my own mm-hmm. you know and then that's at that point I started watching it on my own mm-hmm. and like Hearing my friends talking about masturbation and like all this stuff. Yeah. And like, would you say I think you, I typed you were it like on. pretty addicted like right away? Yeah, because like it doesn't unlock the floodgates yeah. <laughs> really. Like, yeah. I, I didn't have anyone talk to me about it. I think maybe my parents talked to me, but I honestly don't even remember. Yeah. So maybe they didn't. Yeah. I was just. Well, we were just, both really young, yeah. like little. My parents weren't. I mean, we did go to church, so. I don't remember all the topics about, you know, like sex and adultery and like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so that wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking about those things. Yeah. All I knew is that like, oh, I had to keep it secret. Yeah. You know, cause I felt like I was doing something that kind of behind my parents, my mom's back, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. And, uh. That's where it gets you. Yeah. And at the time, my mom's, like, single and dating and things like that. And sometimes I would see her, like, you know, bring a guy home or something like that. And even then, like, I, even then that was weird to me, like, having a, another guy at the mm-hmm. house kind of mm-hmm. thing. It was just strange. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I watched my mom, my dad, they went through divorce. So the yeah. inti- my idea of intimacy wasn't like mm-hmm. between a husband and a wife. It wasn't always so like clear. Yeah. Because I watched them go through like crazy things together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my mom went through a lot with my dad. My dad was going through a lot. He was involved with like gangs and mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol and I didn't really get the whole picture until I got older. Yeah. But uh, I, f- I felt like that framed my perspective on, uh, you know, intimacy between a husband and a wife a lot, definitely. Mm-hmm. It almost made me feel like I had to be protective over my mom. Right. You know, and I, I felt like I-, I learned a lot through it, too, as far as, like, caring for women and making sure they're safe and things like that. Um. So it wasn't like all bad. Yeah. But uh yeah, eighth grade all the way up to even like older, I was, you know, watching porn and uh I was out, you know, drinking, smoking, hanging out at parties and whatnot. Mm-hmm. At that point, you know, I was hearing friends talk more about hooking up with chicks. And uh you know, I wasn't like I don't know. I didn't have a lot of game. I I feel like <laughs> as, as younger, I was very awkward. You know, yeah. I was very like shy, so I didn't have the best game as far as like going up and trying to hook up with chicks. And... I think your game is on. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I'm just trying to like I guess look back at all of it. Yeah. I mean, I did have I did have one girl that I was interested in, and uh, it just didn't work out because we were going too slow supposedly and didn't I was, you say that you were too nice i was too nice which i felt like maybe i i don't know just maybe we're on different length wavelengths i think you're just uh, nice enough <laughs> so we ended up just kind of like calling it off yeah and then like same thing with another girl that i was interested in and we were just on different pages yeah on like just our mindsets on certain things especially when it came to like sex and that i was I don't know. I was kind of like maybe nervous and maybe shy. Weren't you a Christian at that point? Because I knew you when you dated that girl. Yeah, I'm kind of like going up ahead and back. Oh, so sorry. the timeline's a little bit whack, whacked up or jacked up. And uh, so I, I don't know. I was very shy and like I had porn to always go back to, mm-hmm. you know. So like I was getting my needs fulfilled there. Right. And I never like experienced you know, sexual or intimacy and and sex with the, with a woman. Right. And I don't know, I was just never like, um, I don't know, I didn't pursue it like crazy to go hook up with a chick, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of it was like I was trying to, but then I felt wrong because mm-hmm. most of the time it was around like drinking and, and like I just didn't want to hook up with a girl like all drunk and things like that. Yeah. And like drugs involved and things like i don't know it just felt wrong to me even though i tried yeah it's it never really worked out for me yeah and so obviously i was a little frustrated you know i was losing patience and things like that and so i just went to porn a -hmm. lot and just masturbating and things like that Mm -hmm. um and so like as far as my journey with sex and intimacy i would say that kind of led up all the way up to like 21 and uh 
a little bit more after 21, as I got saved, I, I was kind of trying to let go of, of being so hooked on watching porn and things like that. Yeah. Because I knew, I knew that it was like a bad habit for me. It was unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, At that point, I was around other Christians and I was around other people who were married. And so I started kind of, I wanted to learn more about what like marriage is all about Mm -hmm. and like how, how God designed Mm -hmm. this whole like intimacy and, and being, um, together with a woman you know like becoming uh, one yeah becoming one i was getting introduced to those topics more mm-hmm. and so I, I was just learning more about it and at that time that's kind of like when me and you met mm-hmm. um and we were friends for how long like four years four years yeah so right. you can imagine me michaela and i had all this baggage i met you when i was 18 yeah, and I was 21. 19, 20, 21. Yeah, so, because we, we started dating when I was 21. Mm-hmm. So we were friends for, like, about maybe, like, three years. Yeah. Yeah. We were friends for a little, a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, good, like, decently good friends. Like, we would hang yeah. out and, like, do stuff. Not just, like, I saw him at church every once in a while. But, like, we served together. Um... We were both on staff at our church together. Um, we'd go hang out at Denny's and just like read our Bibles. And it was all very platonic. Like I was not trying to get with him. He was not trying to get with me. We were just like just friends. Yeah, we were very like... I was just wanting to really build new relationships with people that had the same beliefs as me. I just or, thought you were super cool. And yeah. I was hoping your coolness would rub off on me. <laughs> Yeah, it like didn't. I was, I was very serious about like my relationship with God, and I wanted to be around other people who were. Mm-hmm. And so, like, at that point, I wasn't like looking to date and like all this stuff. I was so like focused on just getting close with Jesus. And, and you like, saw growing. me through both of my bad relationships. So yeah. at that point, I was like, "There's no like." He probably thinks I'm like a hot mess. So there's no way yeah. he would even want to date me. So. <laughs> yeah i mean we had gone through so much baggage and i think me and you, at the time me and you were becoming friends you were going through all of that yeah and then i finally like after all of that you started like trying to to focus on your relationship with god more yeah and uh like my relationship with the lord shifted from being a sunday priority to being an everyday priority yeah. Like, that was the shift. When I was 19 and I broke up with my second boyfriend, like, I remember we drove down to the beach, because um, we're from San Diego, so we, I drove down to the beach, and I ran, like, half a mile up the beach, screaming, like, I love Jesus, and I just remember, like, I was like, I just want Jesus, I don't want anybody else, and I would take myself on Jesus dates, like, I just, like, legit, just, like, poured everything yeah. into him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at that point, me, you were, like, kind of more pushing towards, you know, getting closer with God, and I was at the same time. And I remember thinking, like, you were such a nice, awesome dude. I have journal entries praying for your future wife because I thought that you deserved someone so good, and I was like... Praying for my, just my friend. I was just praying for your future wife and jokes on me. (laughs) 
Yeah, that always shocks me when you say that. I'm like, oh, okay. Because yeah, I'm such a good friend. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the prayers. Well, but, uh, I ended up praying for myself. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, so, I mean, you could fast forward up to... We, we get, so, we got married. Yeah, we got engaged. Then we got married and, like... Should we answer that one question, though, first? Yeah, While yeah. we're at the engagement stage? Yeah. I asked, um, I'm going to do this every week, but I'm going to do it earlier in the week. Call out the person who made the mm, question? No. Okay. <laughs> I would feel bad. Well, so, I would feel bad, but no. We should leave private. Okay, it says, dating for engagement here and finding it hard to wait for it with stars around the it. How did y'all do it? Okay, so I just made a commit. I, as the man... Uh-huh. I made a commitment to respect that boundary. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't perfect either. Looking back now, <laughs> Michaela and I danced, danced on, the, on, the on the line a lot. <laughs> but I, I mean, looking back, would you say I was pretty committed on that? Yeah, and that was the one thing that like really... Because um, with my last two relationships, it was very... I just want to get into your pants type of thing like there was no you know I was the one having to set boundaries and be like no I, I like we shouldn't do that like we shouldldn't stay out past this time we shouldn't be doing these things and I felt like it was the the guy's responsibility and um and so you played it, a role you'd have to you have to submit or at least totally agree to the rule I mean you don't have to you can choose to like well not want it, it it really impressed me. And it made me feel valued. I remember this. It was one thinking about this. I remember we weren't even dating at the time. We went down to um, what's that beach? <sighs> what is that beach? Do you remember with the carnival? Was it PB? We went down to PB. Yeah, we went down to PB. We were trying to get a group of people from our college group to go hiking with us. And at the last minute, we were like literally at the church, like waiting for people and everybody canceled. And so we ended up just driving down to PB and, um, we walked around and just chatted. Like we walked all the way up the beach and we were just talking and, um, we ended up getting dinner at this like Greek food place, I think. And you gave me your jacket cause I was like getting really cold. And, um, and I remember going home that night and again, like we were totally just friends. Like it was very platonic, but I remember going home and I told my mom, cause she was like, Oh, how was the hike? And I told her what happened. And I was like, but you know what, mom, I've never felt more valued and cherished in my life by a man. And he didn't even want to kiss me. Like we didn't, weren't even on a date. We're not even dating or anything. Yeah. Like we didn't, we didn't like pressure that to happen. Because it wasn't really supposed to be a date. It ended up just turning into one, kind of. Yeah. It was like an unofficial yeah. date. Yeah, we just had a good, um, wholesome, I guess you could say a yeah. wholesome time getting yeah. to know each other. Yeah. And uh, and there was the intimacy there. Yeah, it was the intimacy, I guess you could say, building up mm-hmm. or learning how that is between a, a man and a woman. So then and, we were, uh, when we were dating, we actually didn't kiss for three months after we started dating. Um... I remember Raphael took me to the, to a winery and he told me he loved me a month before he kissed me, which is how I knew he meant it. He wasn't just saying it to get in my pants. Um, 
and he wrote me a letter t- telling me that he loved me, and he read it to me in the Denny's parking lot. <laughs> oh man, that's and, so embarrassing. <laughs> but remember, he took me to a winery. We hung out at Denny's all the time, okay? He did. He took me to a winery, and we were like over. We were on the patio, like overlooking this beautiful vineyard, and like you could see the ocean. And he was like, "I've been praying about this a lot, and I'd really love to kiss you." And it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was a beautiful moment, and you know, it's like. A kiss is a very powerful thing because I think after that we were like we oh just, we made out like hardcore. we just like it sounds crazy. like so innocent and beautiful and then literally like thirty minutes later we were making oh, out outside yeah. of Cold Stone. <laughs> <laughs> we, so like, I think it started out like that. Well, yeah. no, it started out with being very conservative because I was very like we were like very conservative. But, I mean, we had moments where we had to, like, severely put the brakes on things. And he would literally be like, you need to go home. Yeah, like, so what happened and was... he'd walk me to my car and be like, you need to go home. So, obviously, the intimacy and the physical stuff will, like, it'll go... You'll shoot up mm-hmm. in certain moments. Mm-hmm. You know, and it goes down, it goes up. And you kind of learn... You'll start learning when... Kind of when the intimacy is going up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We need to do a part two of sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, so, I mean, as we were dating and things like that and engaged, I was trying to learn, like, how we were kind of, like, going a little too far. Like, yeah. Michaela was staying at my house. We weren't, Later, sleeping, we weren't sleeping in the same bed, though. You know, we started I, cuddling more. I started staying over because I lived like 30 miles away from um, where he lived. And, and our, church, and our church was there and I worked there. So I ended up like staying over at his house on the weekends a lot of the time. Yeah, we made um, it a rule that she would not, like, sleep in the same room as me. Right. So he would sleep on the couch and I would sleep in his bed. But even that is already but dancing on the line. But then I remember you called me and you were like, hey, like, you can't stay over anymore. Like, we need to, like, keep your um, pure boundaries. Um, and that was really hard for me to hear. Um, it kind of felt like a rejection, low-key. <laughs> but I know... But I know... Dang! But what? <laughs> looking looking back on it, it, it's it was a good thing because one, it showed your leadership. Two, I submitted to that. Um, yeah. And, um, and then three, I think it showed our commitment to the Lord yeah. in those moments. And I also was, have... Because it's really hard. Like when you're making out and you're just like, you're just there in the zone and hands are roaming under shirts and <laughs> you never touched my boobs but you did go under my shirt in my like on my back oh, yeah. a few times uh, yeah see, like look at looking back now I'm like okay we could have changed a lot yeah we could have i could have set more boundaries we definitely um, like danced on the line um with, i definitely with feel a like things. a good a good thing to have is to be able to share Share what's going on with other people that you trust. Yeah. Like a mentor or someone that's discipling you. Because mm-hmm. you need someone to look on the outside to tell you, like, yeah, you guys are going too far. Yeah. Because, like, in the moment, obviously, you're, like, the intimacy's up and the physical's up. Yeah. And you're not really thinking. Yeah. Um, so you have to kind of, like, be a little bit transparent 
with, you know, mentors. Because, like, at some point, like, I did share, you know, hey, I, I was getting conviction. Yeah. I was like, man, I think we're... I told, I told my pastor, I was like, I think we're, you know, a little bit dancing on the line too much. You know, mm. Michaela's staying over. Staying over at my house, but we're, we're sleeping in different rooms, but we're cuddling, you know, mm. long <laughs> at night together and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, my pastor just was straight with me and was like, you know, what, you, you probably need to set a boundary with her and, and you know, do it. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, like, well, how do I talk about it? You know, how do I bring it up to her because I was like this is gonna change a lot (laughs) it changed a lot and we were so used to like being doing this routine yeah and habit was built so but honestly um, like it showed your respect for me too that you weren't willing to compromise me yeah and that was something that I had not experienced before because my last two relationships they were willing to compromise me um, we weren't perfect at this, you guys. Like, definitely. No, it was hard. It was it totally was hard. It was very difficult. But it can be done. It can, it be, can done. be done. Yeah. So you definitely need help from other people. Mm-hmm. And also, just for us as Christians, you know, I really held my commitment to God very strongly, and yeah. part of that was purity. Yeah. And also, just I wanted to have a good godly marriage right and like i didn't want it to be i honestly think built around sex and things like that i honestly think us not sleeping together before we got married um like having sex before we got married i think that really set our marriage up for success yeah because then it was like you know we were kind of just like learning together yeah and that's why i at the end of the day, I wanted that. I wanted it to be like a clean slate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know, you know, we got all this baggage. Yeah. But like when we're married, we're, the, we're married together forever, you know? And like, right. we're going to, we're going to like learn how to have sex together, you know, be intimate. So how did we do it? For the rest it? of our lives. So. Um, accountability. Get yeah. with somebody or a couple people that you both trust. Hold so, yourself accountable And hold too. yourself accountable. And to God. like, you know the dude should be leading the guy you date today is the guy you marry you know yeah definitely the guy plays a big role especially to bring up difficult conversations and the girl also plays a role in the submission of those submission and also listen like you're respecting right those decisions and uh and working together it's really like your first um it's really your first time, like, working together on something really serious, like, as a couple. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's extremely important. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, at that point, we we got married, and, and, uh, I know when everyone gets married, they're like, oh, the honeymoon's gonna be, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna get it on, on the honeymoon, you know, or that night. When you go to your hotel or whatever. We did not have sex yeah, we, we, got did. <laughs> we didn't have and sex that on that okay. night. The, I, I feel like I need to make a PSA of like, take the pressure off yourself. Like you do not. I had a panic attack on our wedding night, wedding night, guys. Like a full blown panic attack. And then I'm over here like, let's open up all of our presents. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, read all of our cards. I was, 
I was definitely like more open to it. Obviously, I was like, "Oh, this is what you do, you know, when you get married afterwards, you, you're gonna get have sex and things." Yeah. But I, had I also of, had a lot of respect and I, I cared about her to too. Do, yeah. Too. <laughs> so I didn't want to force anything, you know, that night. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Michaela kind of was really scared. Nerves were high. Also, so sorry for if me you can to... hear things in the background. I'm totally feeding our son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that that was kind of like the first night to kind of... I was like, okay, you know, she's very... Um, we slept in the same bed together for the first time. Yeah. Um, we've got, we woke up together for the first time. Yeah. And those were all really special things. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, because as Christians... I didn't have any conviction of, of it because we were married. Yeah. I didn't have to feel the shame and the guilt that I always, that I had felt before in past relationships. Yeah, and even then, like, I'm sure it probably comes up again in marriage, like, kind of... It doesn't it all just go time. away. It right took a long away. time for me to work through things. Yeah. But, I mean, now we enjoy a healthy sex life. Yeah. Well, it just took like, so when we got married, we didn't have sex on the first night. And then we ended up having sex the next day, the like in the, the morning. morning, almost like half of the day or whatever, right? We just kept going, <laughs> oh going back to back. <laughs> we ended up, so we went to LA for our honeymoon. This might be like a serious TMI. I don't care. Uh, we went to LA for our honeymoon because we had Universal Studios um, year passes. And I remember we were in line for a ride and we were like... It was the middle of the day, like 2 p.m., and we were like, let's just go back to the hotel. <laughs> like, we didn't even <laughs> want to be at the theme park. Yeah, so, like, it, it was just a fun experience, like, to just, you know, experience that together. We laugh so much when we have sex. Yeah, it was... It's fun. It's just, like, a fun experience for us, and, uh... And it builds intimacy, too, yeah. I think. Um... Like, just being friends and hanging out outside of physical intimacy. Yeah. And, I mean, we were just really learning what to do, you know, what positions to be in, (laughs) you know, what do we like, what we don't like. And it might be awkward, like, for a while. Yeah, it was awkward. But that's uh, okay, because you're learning together, and you're going to look back on those first couple of months and even that first year and just be like oh you know like I look back on that with fond memories mm-hmm. um so yeah what was the <laughs> second question we had one yeah more. so the second question was uh I hope that answered that question it was difficult but we had accountability so it says tips for deeper emotional intimacy with your partner Deeper emotional intimacy. Well, your definition was to be known, right? Or to be known that? and be fully known. I would yeah. just say, um, so when you're married, like I said in the beginning, your spouse is the only person that can hurt you like no other person. Your or spouse, fulfill all your your needs. And fulfill all of your... I'm getting there. Yeah. And fulfill all of your needs. And they're the person that knows you better than anybody. Like, my best friend knows me. Like, she knows me. Mm-hmm. But my husband 
knows me. And I can tell you with a look. Um, um, I can look at Raphael and I can tell you whether he's in a bad mood, a good mood, or just like in like just like a passive mood, just by his like the way his face looks, yeah. um, and his body language, you know. And somebody on the outside will be like, "Oh, he's fine." I'm like, "No, he's not okay." Yeah, you know, because you just build. The, I mean, it just takes time. Like deeper intimacy, um, it just takes time. You know, Raphael and I've known each other for what ten years. We've been, like, best friends for 10 years. That's a long time to know somebody and to have, like, all of this journey with them. I mean, we've we've known each other through our whole 20s. -hmm. (laughs) And you're 30 now. Like, you met me when I was a teenager. Yeah. So... I mean, deeper, how to, how to have deeper emotional intimacy. It just takes time. It takes time. And being open. I think we were just very, like, honest with each other about different things and very, like, we had a safe space, you know? And we still do. We created, like, a safety, a safety zone <laughs> mm-hmm. where, like, we can tell each other literally anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, like... If once you're like, you can be fully open, authentic to. I mean, when you're married, you can be more open and authentic, and like, even sharing your sexual like needs that you have, you can share with your partner, and uh, you know you you open up your vulnerability with them, and you know they learn how to how to like fulfill those needs or like how to treat you or do things for you to kind of, um, you know, to, to show that they love you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you gotta love the person. <laughs> you gotta yeah. love the person if you want to be intimate with them. There's something that you always say. It's that, um, it's to study your spouse. Yeah. Like, like you literally become a student of your spouse. If you love the person you genuinely care about them, you're going to look for ways of like, having intimate moments with them mm-hmm. and some it looks different for each couple um it could be just getting them a gift or something or i literally have quality a time like the love languages i have a flower pressed in my one of my old bibles from that he picked off the side of the road like eight years ago <laughs> yeah. and like before we were even like dating or anything like he just like was you know, he just said, oh, I found this and thought of you. Here you go. And it was so, like, you know, nonchalant about it. I kept that flower. I still yeah. have that flower. And I can tell you exactly, like, how I was feeling that day and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the root of intimacy is when you love someone. Mm-hmm. Like, you love them. You love them. take the time. They, unconditionally. To, yeah. You know, despite all of the things. And like go out on go out on dates. What are some of the things we used to do when we were on dates? We would um we had those question cards, right? That we we would just like talk. Yeah, you wanna have good deep conversations about, you know, topics that you just don't talk with just any random person. Right. Um, I think that was what kind of with our relationship, that was something that um, kind of set up, set us apart was that I would talk to you about stuff that I wasn't talking 
to just anybody about, you know? Yeah. And, like, we were just, like, good friends at that point. But even, like, when we were dating, like, we would just talk to each other about, you know, different things. And truthfully, we would read our Bibles together. And we would have really deep conversations just surrounding Jesus and, um, you know, what we were reading in our Bibles. And I think that built a lot of emotional intimacy because we became vulnerable with each other um, in a way that I had not ever been vulnerable with somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it's just sharing things that, you know, just you uniquely like with your partner and they share similar likes with you and they, they enjoy doing those things together. Like, um, like Michaela, we share, Michaela and I share a lot of intimate moments, just being in church together mm-hmm. and going to Bible studies together and talking about what we learned, you know, together yeah. and how it applied to our lives and things like that. Like, those were just powerful conversations that we had and it and it like ultimately led up to us eventually like dating and and uh getting engaged mm-hmm. and uh you know getting married just opened up a whole new whole new level whole new level of like getting intimate with each other cuz now it's like physical physical intimacy and and emotional sex. intimacy yeah and then emotions all mixed in it um and so it kind of channels into your sex life. Yeah. Like how intimate you guys are together. And like my wife knows that I have, you know, needs to to have sex and things like that. Even though like she might not feel like it sometimes. Mm-hmm. She's still like, you know, will will want to, you know, submit and, and you know, well, it's just, have it's sex being, with me. It's being, I like to serve you in that area. Yeah. Because I'm the only one that can fulfill that for you. And I'm the only mm-hmm. one that should fulfill that for you. Yeah. And you're the only one that can. Yeah. You know, so there's the, in a marriage, like I committed to you. So like, I can't go anywhere else to fulfill these needs that I have. Right. And so it's, you hold this, you hold a very special like power almost you could say. <laughs> Even though I like, I don't like saying like, oh, girls have power. Well, the same for you. Like, you know, know, just as much as the physical intimacy is important for you, the emotional intimacy is important for me, like feeling close to you. And so you're the only one that can and should fulfill that need that I have. Yeah. And so both of those things together, the physical and the emotional, hold hands when you have sex. Mm -hmm. And it is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it, you know, you're never, when you, like, when you are, like, truly one with your spouse, I I mean, there's really nothing like it. Like, I feel way, obviously, like, I felt close to you when we were dating and when we were engaged. But, like, I feel so much more closer to you. And that took time to build, too. Yeah, it, just, it wasn't just perfect sex life when we got married it was it was definitely a lot of like downs because we went through a lot and we had a lot of baggage like i i was so like my i had so much habits of watching porn and masturbating that my expectations of sex were just like way 
way up there. And you I know? had trauma that I had to heal, so my yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> just like And we were pretty naive too because we were like, Oh, we're gonna have sex every day. I know. And like you we know, tried. when life life gets stressful and things, you know, you don't maybe you don't have sex as much as you would want it and like for me I would get really frustrated at times. And then pull back emotionally. Yeah, pull back emotionally and yeah, start getting. Me, it would make yeah. me feel like you only wanted me for sex. Yeah, there was so much stuff. There's like, like so much, so many things we've gone through. I felt like we covered more of the intimacy part in our backgrounds of intimacy. Yeah. And like, maybe we'll do the next episode more about sex. I guess I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like that was <laughs> like. I was gonna say I felt like that was sexy. <laughs> oh my. It was perfect timing. I, I mean, guess. I'm not gonna. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, he's getting fussy. <laughs> yeah. But, well, we are gonna do a part two. I think next week. Um. So, yeah. There's there's that because I feel like it's a topic that is not really talked about, especially like the pornography thing. Like in the church, that's just not something that people talk about really or if they do it's geared towards the men but I feel like a lot of women struggle with it too and even like I mean kids are struggling with it the average age for a kid to get addicted to porn now is six six years old is that true yes (laughs) that's crazy because it's so accessible it's on our phones it's on it's in every um, almost every movie that they're making now they have to throw in something six-year-old game that sounds like way too out of there I know well I know somebody's kid that Started watching porn when they were six. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But. So, I just, I feel like it's a topic worth exploring a little bit more. And I, I would like to do a part two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy looking back of how our lives were shaped and like, shaped around the idea of intimacy and sex and, and a marriage. Mm-hmm. And like... You have all this stuff that people are trying to tell you what it's all about. Yeah. Um, but the most important thing for us is when we start really learning the the value of marriage and like the value of sex and the value of marriage. sex in marriage. It's just like it weigh it outweighed. At one point in our life, it it just outweighed. You know, doing anything differently. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, a mental choice that I made. And uh, I know eventually, like, you kind of worked your way up to that point. Because, obviously, you had your moments where, you know, you had sex and you're just learning about, like... Yeah, well, I think, your like... Your idea about it. Like, coming from somebody that had sex before marriage and then is obviously, like, having sex in marriage. Yeah. Like, seeing the... Um, Seeing the differences in, like, how you feel and, like, I think especially for a believer coming out of that, um, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, it was just, you know, I can, I can see the, um, the value in having sex in a marriage a lot more now, um, than I did when I was a lot younger. And that's how we made Zeke. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's crazy. Like He was made out of, you know, our emotional and physical intimacy. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're still on our, we're still learning as we go. You know, I still learn what Michaela's needs are and she's mm-hmm. still learning like how to fulfill my needs. Yeah. And, but uh, we're learning together and, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You look at these people that have been married for, you know, 40 years and they're still like, you know, really, you know, healthy. They have still a healthy sex life, you know, and you wonder how they do it. Well, it's because they probably have just like learned to just roll with it and learn together and, and be one with each other in more ways than just physically. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like the intimacy and your foundation and in your relationship with God. Foundation with, with God is like the first most important part of our lives as far as shaping our new ideas in Christ of what we think of marriage is all about. Yeah. Ultimately, marriage, marriage is about glorifying God. Like our marriage is a is a, is a way for us to glor- give glory to God. And that's why we wanted to do this podcast too. Yeah. Is to just like kind of, I don't know, give an inside look into imperfect people. Yeah. And the struggles that we've gone through and are currently going through, and um, and hopefully encourage somebody else, um, who might be going through the same thing that we've gone through. Yeah. Because like without that foundation, you know you're you're gonna you're gonna go with what the world kind of tells you, what sex is all about and what marriage is about. Yeah. And uh, you know, like I don't try and judge other people that go that route. Yeah. But um, in our experience, like it was a huge part of our life, and we. We know in our beliefs, like we know that God designed, you know, male and a female to be together mm-hmm. and to be one together. Yeah. And it, it's a way to reflect, reflect, uh, the gospel, know, the gospel and, and just giving glory to God. A male and a female create new life, you know, baby. Mm-hmm. And it's just a huge blessing. It's a miracle. Yeah. And, not only that, like, for us as believers, we grow spiritually in our marriage together. Yeah. And we become more mature. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's a big part of our, big part of our relationship with God. Is you want to go marriage. closer to God? Get married. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what I pray. I prayed for, you know, I prayed that, like, I would be, I would get to know, you know, God's heart more through mm-hmm. marriage. And a big part of it is like, you know, you got to love, love, I have to love my wife like Jesus loved the church. He he died for the church. And I need to submit and respect my husband the way that I submit and respect Christ. Yeah. And and that is in every area of our life. Mm -hmm. It's intentional. And intimacy together and Mm -hmm. how I provide as a husband. I protect my wife. Mm -hmm. How I take care of our home. Yeah, how my wife... How we raise uh, our son. You know, how yeah, how we raise our son together mm-hmm. as a team and how we deal with problems. Yeah. How do we love each other through our, like, you know, us being, like, 
really, I know. <laughs> oh, that's the max. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to do a part two. Yeah, we'll do a part two. We love two. you guys and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>